0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Something for Nothing podcast with Kelly and Chonks.
1: Hey.
0: Yeah, so we're a Christian couple. We've been married for about two and a half years now. And we're very, very passionate about discussing all the uncomfortable issues that Christian couples face.
1: We just don't have enough of these discussions going on. So we're hoping that with this podcast, we can touch on some of the more uncomfortable issues that Christians tend to shy away from. I think we can all learn a lot by discussing some of these things
0: more. Okay, so let's get straight into today's topic. Kelly, what's, what, what are we talking about?
1: Yuck, today's topic is a spicy one. And the topic is, do Christian couples have bad sex? Oh, we're okay. okay. going right into it. Yeah, we're, into we're, it.
0: we're diving straight into some of the very difficult topics that, uh, yeah. you know, make it nice and, nice and juicy, nice yeah. and saucy stories. So,
1: so let me ask you this, chunks. So there's a misconception that Christian couples have bad sex. And I hope you're not one of these Christians, because that would be very <laughs> uncomfortable seeing as I'm married to you. But why do you think that? Why, do, why does Christian um, sex just have such a terrible connotation to it?
0: Well, I think um, it's, it's it's got to do with, you know, a lack of preparedness um, on how to actually have good sex. Like when, you know, after people get married, I think um, even during the marriage itself, you know, people are just not um, prepared or have themselves, you know, ready and, and have, you know, gone through the right, uh, i call it lessons, if you will, you know, so that they, um, have an idea of what good sex is, you know, um, you know, w- once they get married, uh, it's sort of like, okay, well, let's just try and, you know, there's no communication around what, 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 you know, works and what doesn't work. Um, so, so yeah, that, I think that's, that's one of the areas.
1: Also, when people think Christian sex, they think missionary mm. exclusively. Like mm. you can't do anything other than missionary. Mm. That's completely off. But why and and who is spreading these humours like humors. rumors? Yeah. <laughs> is it like from the point of those who are outside looking in or do Christians also believe that it's impossible to have good sex? I don't know.
0: It's a bit of both probably. I think it's it comes from um you know, uh people not wanting to discuss uh, some of the things um, that 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 work for them, what works, what doesn't work. So it's it's kind of like we shy away from the topic yeah. um, as Christians. Number one, number two, people from outside maybe assume that okay, it's just boring because of the supposed uh, or the rules and 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 the restrictions that Christianity sometimes mm. places. Mm. Um, but the Bible does talk about sex quite.
1: Uh, But this is the thing Graphically
0: (laughs) Or at least you know um, It it at least tries to you know Explain that sex is something that should be enjoyed In marriage
1: Yeah, And I think one of the the, the big misconceptions as well Is that like you mentioned That there's a lot of rules to um, having sex Within marriage by the way When we're talking about sex We're talking about sex within marriage Of course as Christians So even though the Bible does put a couple of um, Guidelines It's actually pretty vague in terms of what you can and can't do between two consenting um, married partners. But that's because it's it's sort of left open for interpretation to say, okay, as a couple, what you agree on is what you should do, because ultimately every couple is different. Our sex life is one way. Another Christian couple's sex life can be another way, and it doesn't mean any of them are wrong. So I think... um, it's, it's now up to the couple to communicate and explore that and explore what that means for them.
0: So, exactly like what you just said, I think that was actually my second point around how the couple needs to communicate what actually works for them and what doesn't. Mm. I think the assumption is that, um, well, that, that, that Christians or people should just have sex for uh, procreation, for making babies, or for. Um, is the word procreation or is it reproduction? Either or well, whichever making, one. Babies. <laughs> making, <laughs> making babies. Making babies. Making the future generation. Mm. So um it's 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 only for, 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 for making babies and not for enjoyment mm. or not for mm-hmm. pleasure. So mm. what people need to do or what couples need to do is then communicate and or understand that sex is also um for enjoyment and it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it is blessed by God, it's allowed by God for you mm-hmm. to have sex, not only to have babies or make babies, but also, for, for fun. For... I mean,
1: orgasms are holy. Yes. Orgasms in marriage are holy and very, very highly encouraged. Oh. And I think it's important as a couple to pursue and explore the things that'll get you to that point. But again, because you're seen as a Christian couple, it's like, oh, no, it's missionary only, pleasure's not a big thing, or pleasure for the woman, anyway. Um, but yeah, I think definitely exploration. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. That's something that needs to be encouraged.
0: Okay, so um, I think we've covered that one quite well. Um, what do we have for question two?
1: So um, the reality is that it, it is true that there's a lot of Christian couples that are battling with their sex lives out there because it's not discussed much in the church. And, I mean, one that's one thing. I mean, you always hear about don't have sex before marriage, no sex before marriage, no sex before marriage, but... How do you actually have sex within the context of marriage, you know? And, and one of the major things that's not discussed is the expectations that someone has about sex and marriage going in. So, I mean, for, okay, when, you were, when we were getting married, what expectations did you have about what, our sex life?
0: Well, I mean, I, 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 had a, I had an idea that obviously, you know, we'd have our ups and downs um, depending on the situation, depending on um, the mood that we're in or the day or whatever's happened.
1: Did you think we'd be having more sex? <laughs> I'm sure you assume we would be having sex all the time, I, yeah, I think, 7
0: Yeah, I think I thought we'd have a lot of sex, um, and and yeah, and just and just <laughs> just be going at each other wild like animals, but yeah. you know, yeah, but but for me, it's been more ups than downs, and I think, um, you know, we we, we when we have the discussions around what what works and what doesn't, I think it makes it even. More exciting, and I think, Mm. um, uh, you know, having a healthy sex life or a healthy relationship um, when it comes to our intimacy and sex, uh, it's been it's been amazing. So, like I'm saying, I did expect some ups and downs, but for for me, it's been a lot more ups. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But
1: is that something that's discussed in the church for guys? Like, do do, is is sex ever discussed in church, with Uh, like amongst married men?
0: Well. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's not. And I think, um, before I go to my second point, I'll, I'll, you know, address what you just said. It's, it's, it's an area that, you know, as men, we need to try and, and and find comfortable spaces where we can discuss some of these things, Mm. some of the expectations. Um, I think with women, there's a lot of preparedness and a lot of discussion around what to expect or what to do, what not to do. Um, when you get married and so on, but with men, we never actually discuss. I, I know for a fact, even you know, before we got married, we we there, there was nothing, there was no session where we got to talk about things. Um, I think you just sort of expected to just step into the role of, of, of a husband, you know, uh, and, and sort of learn on the spot as you go. Um, so there's so many aspects to being a husband that 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 need discussion, but especially this one, this aspect of sex. I think the assumption is that as men, we should just know how to do it. Mm. And I think mm. this is where uh, people drift into pornography and all kinds of other things. I think mean, that's a topic mm. for another day. But mm. it's it's that th- th- that's sort of where the problem is. There, there, there is a gap or there is um, need for men to actually have more of these, I'll call them difficult discussions because men are not having them. Mm. So I think, again, it's that assumption that Guys should just know what to do when it comes to pleasing their their, their wives. Mm. Um, so, so that's... that's um, yeah.
1: I think... Um, I mean, obviously, you know, women have kitchen teas and things like that. But when we had our kitchen teas and whatever, there wasn't that much talk about how to achieve an orgasm as a woman, right? You're told all the tricks and trades of how to do this, this to your man and that, that to your man and all that kind of stuff. But it was always focused on the pleasure of the man and that's because for the longest time a woman's orgasm doesn't matter it's not something that needs to happen you see that's the thing because an orgasm is critical for a man when having sex for a woman even if it doesn't happen whatever it's also okay I mean that's your job as a woman so I think a lot of women also go into a marriage with low expectations in terms of pleasure and then what happens is when these low expectations are met, you don't do anything to change it, mm. which means you're now kind of going through the motions because you're told that sex is for the man. No, you do this position and what, what, what if you want him to come and all these things, but no one is telling you about yourself and your body and how you should be feeling during sex. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's another thing. And of course, the church does speak about it, which is important, but I think we need to shift. The conversation from how to pleasure your man to how to pleasure each other.
0: Yes, so it it needs to be uh, together,
1: together. mm. How do you make it mutual, and how can you ensure, well, as you know, to the best of your ability, to make sure that you do reach that point of orgasm? Because that Mm. doesn't happen. Like, how does it happen? Because the thing is, with a man, getting a man to orgasm is not hard.
0: Mm.
1: It's not hard because you're not thinking; it's it's your body. A few
0: buttons to push. Yeah, like.
1: And it's done But for a woman Because we have to sort of Orgasm in the mind first And quiet the mind Before the body responds It's a lot more complicated
0: Okay so I mean l- I mean linked to that Is you know like What I Or another expectation On my part was You know um, Any time would be tea time You know Like you were saying earlier You know Sex would happen Yeah <laughs> Whenever And yeah, sort yeah. of Very frequently And regularly But
1: And it did In yeah, the beginning It did yeah in the beginning. But, but
0: But I think then Obviously as time went by, um, I started to realize, and I mean, we discussed it, that, you know, it, it's sort of a buildup. You know, some of these yeah. things start in the morning and it's not just, okay, because we're married at night, I come home and we must have sex. You know, there, there is that buildup. I need to romance you and I need to court you throughout the day and make that extra effort to to um, set the tone or set the mood throughout the day, whether it's, even if we're not together, if we're chatting over the phone or whatever, mm-hmm. Um, before you know, as the day goes by, so at, by the time we get uh, to bed or whatever, you know, the the, the mood is set, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily mean, even though we've I've done that the whole day, that we are going to have sex that night. Mm. It could be the next morning. It could mm. be during the day.
1: It yeah, could be spontaneous.
0: Yeah. It could be whatever. But I think it's it's understanding that when you now you have your own idea of how this whole sex and intimacy thing is going to work, but mm. when you now get married, um then you you still have to walk th- walk that journey and talk through it and and, mm. and and see what works and what doesn't and 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 uh yeah look look at what 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 you know what 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 works for your partner mm. you know what works for you what do you like and what don't you like mm. communicate that and yeah and i think then you That's
1: so true you know now you mentioned talking about it with your spouse that's such a huge 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 thing because I mean, when we're having our premarital counseling, I remember um, our pastor had mentioned, you know, that sex is going to be one of the topics. And then I remember you asked him, okay, so how? When you got to the point, you're like, okay, so how do we, you know? And he's like, well, look, I can't tell you that. Ultimately, you need to figure it out with your wife. And I didn't get it, but it makes sense because it's not one size fits all. I remember um, before, uh, before I had a baby, I wasn't a big foreplay person. Like I'm like, no, remember. Like let's just go on, let's crack on, let's get into it, I'm ready. And after having a baby, I just that completely changed. I needed to be marinated throughout mm, the day mm. to get to that point. And even before, I needed a little bit more prep time than I did before. And because it's not one size fits all, even within your own marriage, it's something that you constantly have to be talking about. Mm. And it's not just Um, that things could change in terms of the years, because that's definite. But like even throughout the day, the way you'd approach sex at four in the morning, the way you'd approach sex at night is completely different. For me, anyway. For us. Mm. Maybe Mm. for you guys it's different. But your approach needs to be changing. But the thing is, how will you know which approach to come with if you're not talking about it? Like if you have no idea. And I think uh, one of the things that um, Christians don't do enough is review your sex life
0: talk yes, about that's, it that's a good one
1: like what was what your performance like hey look how did you feel about the ear twisting are you into that <laughs> kind of thing like how did it make you feel but anyway it's just one of those things that we'll, we'll dive later uh more deeply into this one but i just wanted to touch on that one for a bit
0: okay so um let me do question three um what are the issues uh you know that 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 affects sex and marriage like what are there any key uh, things that people should look out for? What, what, what normally comes up uh, that, that, that you know, can affect sex in marriage?
1: I think a big one that you'd spoken about before is pornography. Um, because I think as Africans, number one, and as Christians, sex is not something that's spoken about. So there's a lack of good sources for you to learn about sex. So what happens is you learn about sex from pornography. I'm sure you've experienced that as well. I mean, back in your day, it was what those magazines and...
0: <laughs> Scope magazines. You, you
1: see? It was magazines and, and tapes and whatever. But I mean, long story short, there's videos of people who have sex. And mm. that's how people mm. learn that. And that is so damaging because the kind of sex that people usually have in these movies, is nothing like the reality. Mm. Like, I don't think as many women like to be spat on as, you know, they portray it. I mean, that's just an example, you know. Like, it's, it's, it, it completely warps the whole concept of sex because it's from a very selfish point mm. of view. So I think also that's another, well, this, again, this is another topic for another day. But, I mean, I've heard of Christian couples using pornography as foreplay. Um, for, for their sexy time And that doesn't even make any sense I mean that's inviting another entity into your marriage bed Why do you need additional resources For you to have sex with your partner is it
0: like, It's like you can't stimulate each other enough uh, th- You can't excite point, each other enough That you, know?
1: you now need a third party To be able to get yourselves going So I think it's things like that That really really affect the sex life I mean people look at porn And there's all sorts of crazy things happening And then you compare your sex life at home, and it seems like it's falling short. Meanwhile, it's completely normal. So I think that's a big one.
0: Yeah. So, um, okay, let me try and throw another one in, uh, another thing that I think affects uh, sex and marriage. Um, premature ejaculation. Ooh. Yeah. And Ooh, I think that's, that's one, that's again, that's one. That's, that's, that's one for men because we, we obviously, um, it's, again, something that's not discussed by men a lot, uh, the fact that we don't discuss sex in marriage at all, mm. um, you know, uh, let, let alone, you know, even the, the the actual intricacies and the details about what could go wrong or what could go right or mm. whatever, it's it's such a big one. And I mean, obviously, there are clinics out there and stuff, you know, and things that people can take to help with premature ejaculation. But it's such a huge one that can really sort of make or break uh, your, your, your sex life in marriage. And I think as christians it's really important that we delve into these topics um because one could assume that okay sex is just happening it's okay you've maybe discussed the the issue of foreplay and intimacy and all of that but no one ever discusses what could go wrong or mm. what is it that um, could affect performance and this and those kind yeah, of things yeah so premature ejaculation again there are medical remedies and so on and so forth but it's something that if it happens or if it's happening in your your relationship, it's it's worth um, be, being honest about it, being open and honest, and, and maybe explaining why you think that's happening as a man. If you're explaining mm-hmm. that to your wife, and if you then need help, it's it's good to get it as early as possible.
1: But are men getting help for that? Though?
0: I, I don't know. Again, it's it's a thing because it's, it's
1: a, not discussed. It's, it's kind not of discussed. Taboo.
0: So there are some men's clinics and all that, but I think even the thought of someone going there, it's like, well, as a man, I should always be strong. I should, but. Premature ejaculation can be caused by so many things. I mean, I'm not a medical prof- uh, practitioner, but uh, obviously they could tell us what exactly causes it. It might be something that is easily cured. Mm. Um, it could be psychological. Mm. So there's so many things that 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 uh, could be affecting you. Um, well, that could lead to premature ejaculation, and it's such a big one that you know you might you find that you're not satisfying your wife enough um, because of that. And she might not reach, or she hasn't reached climax before you do. And it's, 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 it then can cause all kinds of tension. And unless it's addressed or dealt with, um, it, it, it really can, uh, you know, cause a big, big issue in, in, yeah. in, in, in marriage. Oh. Oh,
1: absolutely. I think another one that uh, really does affect sex in marriage is a very unpopular opinion. And people always fight it. But the truth is, premarital sex is wrong. Hmm. And it does affect your sex and marriage for multiple reasons. Multiple, multiple, multiple reasons. I'm not gonna go into all of them, but I mean, it can be so many things. It could be comparison, you know, between your current and your previous. It could be even just the guilt. Sometimes when you've done something, that guilt that you've carried from premarital sex, you then carry it into your marriage and it affects your performance. So even though now it's okay, you still carry that baggage with you from a previous relationship and it just it causes all sorts of problems. And, I mean, you need to learn to deal with it. Obviously, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a very complicated one because you can't undo that. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that you need to address. Mm.
0: And I think uh, a, another another point um, on, on something that affects, um, you know, sex in marriage or that affects couples is... You know when, when, you're, when you're having sex, but you are um, you're physically in- engaging in the act, but there's no intimacy. Mm. So you are um, you're going about the motions, you're actually having intercourse, but you're not emotionally connected or you're not intimately with your partner yeah. during that time. So mm. it's, it's, it's something that can affect um, your sex life in marriage, because you are you're there, but you're not there you're physically present but emotionally you're not connecting and intimately you 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 don't have that that bond so i think that's where the whether it's the foreplay or the build up and the um all the other aspects around um your connection to your to your spouse comes into into in, into play um mm. there can be intimacy without having intercourse yeah so just even if it's if it's holding each other if it's cuddling um that also creates that intimacy, so, so that when you now are having sex, you're fully immersed yeah. in the in the in the in the in the process or in the act itself. Right. Um, so yeah, so you can assume that okay, no, we're fine because we have sex a certain number of times a week or a number of times a day or whatever. Mm. But if you're not emotionally or intimately there, mm, you're just um, going through the just, motions. You're just going through the motions. Yeah,
1: that's true. I think another one that tends to affect women especially is. Not knowing yourself, in quotes, right? By that I mean, what makes you tick? What do you enjoy? What do you like? What don't you like? Um, And that's something that has to be explored. I'm not encouraging masturbation or anything like that. I'm just saying, even during the act, it's important to communicate to your partner what's working and what's not. I always say faking is such a bad investment, and it's a very cruel thing to do. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it, but... I think it's important even during the act to guide your partner to say, "Okay, look, again, when you tickle my toes in this way, whether it's, um, you know, after or during or whatever. But at least you've communicated to say, Okay, look, this works for me. This stuff with my ear, it's not really for me. I don't really enjoy it. But guide your partner along to find uh, what what works for you until you get it. And I mean, I always say it's a moving target, honestly, because what worked last week, you're going to try it on me this week, it's not going to work. So the only way that you can realistically keep up to date is by constantly communicating about it. So earlier we spoke about reviewing your sex life. It's important. And of course, everything must be done with kindness and love. But it's as simple as saying, hey, look, you know what? How was that for you? Did you enjoy it? Do you like it when I do X, Y, Z? You know, so small things and, you know, communicating clearly and honestly about the things that, uh, are working for you or not? I mean, we've had times in our marriage where we've had to sit and be like, "Oh, you know, I think our sex life is suffering a little bit. We need to just like spice it up. Spice it or... up. Let's kick. Let's inject. And and usually the best way for us to do that is to increase our non-sexual intimacy, which immediately improves the, the actual sex. Yeah. But you need to be able to sit to say, "Okay, look, I think we're hitting a bit of a slump. I think it's important for us to do X, Y, Z, and let's get some life back into it. And you should be able to have those conversations." I mean, in marriage, don't be easily offended. Not to say be cruel, but, you know, we talk about the sandwich approach when talking about something. So if there's something that you want to communicate, you communicate it nicely. Oh, Chonks, you know what? That was really amazing. I'm really glad we had that special time. I think next time, then you slip in. The criticism, Uh, mm -hmm. I think next time it'll be great if we can make sure that the baby's actually asleep before we start, (laughs) because it helps me, it's really distracting hearing him. But overall, it was great, and I really enjoyed it. So so you've sandwiched it, you've put the good, the, the bad, or the critique, and then the good. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the male ego is extremely fragile and even just for anybody i wouldn't want you to, walk, to tell me oh, you know what, that performance is garbage you know it's it's just good to also be kind you want to continue to have sex with this person so you know something that's important
0: yeah no that's true so i mean that, that that actually brings me to um our fourth and final question uh for this for this uh podcast um and that is how 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 can christian couples have better sex you know taking everything into account that we've just mm-hmm. discussed and challenges, the ups, the downs, ETC, ETC, the misconceptions, and so on. How can Christian couples have better sex?
1: I think other than the communication, of course, before and after, I think it's important to be, number one, open-minded, and number two, to honor each other's boundaries. I mean, when you start to violate your partner in terms of their boundaries or something that they've talked about, a line not wanting to cross, that's when it stops being biblical, You know, you can't say, because I own your body, I can do whatever I want. No, that's not the case. You have to honor your spouse's boundaries. Whatever it is, you shouldn't coerce them or push them into doing something that they don't want to do. I think that's another important one. For someone to be able to feel safe. Equally, it's good to, number one, communicate about the things you want to do, whether it's, you know, whatever positions, whatever that you want to try. Communicate about that. And be open minded to trying something new. You can't keep, you can't eat sada every day. You know what I mean? You have to try and mix it up. But at the same time, let it be within the boundaries of your health. Don't do anything that's going to be unhealthy or detrimental to um, your marriage. Like respect each other, basically, um, in anything that you're trying. But be open minded to try something new. Okay.
0: And uh, on my side, I think we've discussed some of these. issues already, but I think I just want to reiterate um, that you need to have those tough conversations. Um, it's so important to actually be as detailed as possible. Um, you know, like if, if, if it's an issue with bad breath or body odor or the position of sex that you want, mm. um, if it's a fantasy that you have, just mm. be open and honest about it because um, otherwise you actually jeopardize your sex life. If you're not r- literally, you know, Going right down to the, the 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 crux of the matter, and like you said rightly, sandwich it. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. as a guy, especially, you know, it's tough to hear something like, okay, well, I don't like this because you, you take it personally, and you're not sure is it something that I can fix, is it and it affects that,
1: your performance next affects, time. Yeah,
0: so it's a big part of it is of sex is is psychological. Um, mm. Like I'm saying, like I was saying earlier about the premature ejaculation, or even um, not being able to satisfy your wife. It, it, a lot of it is just in your head it could mm. actually just be in your head mm. um and if you're not communicating where your shortcomings are if you're not having that discussion um there's no way you can even try and fix it um then a last point um or my second point rather on 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 uh how Christians can have better sex I think it's we touched on it already stay away from porn and any other external factor you know that that you might think um you know which could end up creating unnecessary expectations for for you know your sex life. I think it's yeah. so important to 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 stay away from those things. Some some people uh, want to use sex enhancements and accessories and all that. Again, it needs to have been spoken about before. You mm. can't assume that okay because I saw it in a movie or because I think it will work. Here's this vibrator. Let's throw it in. <laughs> yeah. Know? Because yeah. that again you'll have unnecessary expectations and distractions and for someone It it might not sit well at all. It might completely ruin what you're trying to do. Mm. Um, So I think bring it up, casual conversation. You know, I I thought about this. Is something that you might consider trying. Mm. Um, And I think also, you know, be open to try new things. But as long as it's something that you both agree on, Mm. and it's not like one person is kind of imposing their weird and crazy <laughs> fantasies mm. or um, crazy ideas. No, let it be...
1: Let it be discussed. Yeah. You have to talk about it, and you yeah. have to be open and honest about it. I mean, you mentioned the, the issue of fantasies. That's a big one, because that's something that you need to agree on. I want to come home one day, and you're all, you know, donned in leather, and you want to do some crazy BDSM with no warning. That's, that's not okay. Those are things that you need to discuss and agree on beforehand. But anyway, I mean, intimacy is a really serious issue in marriage, and it's something that we plan to unpack um, more deeply in upcoming episodes because it's just something that affects so many people, and not only sexual intimacy, but also non-sexual intimacy, and we want to also explore um, how you can increase your non-sexual intimacy to then improve your sex life. So we're going to go into that in in, in episodes to come.
0: Mm. Okay, guys. Well, I think we've covered quite a lot today, and um, for our first podcast, I think we, you know we've we've tried to really go into this issue uh, around you know sex in marriage or why Christians are not um, having good sex or why they are having good sex. We we've tried to cover quite a few areas. I know it's not an exhaustive discuss- discussion because there's so much more that we can um, you know still talk about, and it'll be exciting to hear from you guys and you know hear whatever thoughts. Um, you know, you have on on, on how Christians can have better sex or how people can improve their communication when it comes to sex in in Christian marriages. But um, yeah, just from my side, um, from Kelly and I, just to say thank you, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. And we, you know, look forward to you guys joining us again for another exciting episode of Something for Nothing.
1: Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. We'll chat to you next week.